This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. Let go. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. Walking out. What's up, America? So we're going to start off the show today with the Monday Night Football game. We're not talking about the Sunday Night Football game because that was a waste of time. What we're going to actually talk about is the Monday Night Football game. Rams heading to Arizona and playing the Arizona Cardinals, two heavyweights in the NFC, and the Rams shorthanded, no Jalen Ramsey, their star corner, no Tyler Higbee, their starting tight end. And they laid the smack down on the Arizona. Now, if you look at the score, it says 30 to 23, but it was much bigger than that. It was a beatdown. I don't care what nobody says. Matthew Stafford was sensational. 23 of 30, 287, three touchdowns, no picks. He was able to run the ball with Sony Michelle getting four yards a clip. Odell Beckham, dare I say, looked like Odell, had seven targets. Six receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown. And Cooper Cup, the best offensive player in football that's not a quarterback. That man went for 13 receptions, a buck 23, a touchdown, making play after play after play. And on the defensive side, people were saying, look at Michael Parsons. People were saying, look at Miles Garrett. People were saying, look at T.J. Watt. Aaron Donald said, hold my beer. Y'all got me on the Monday night stage. Guess what I'm going to do? Start the game with a sack, end the game with a sack, and I'll get a sack in between. Three sacks on Kyler Murray, destroying that offensive line. He was non-discriminatory. Whether it was outside, whether it was inside, whether it was on the center, he was beating all y'all up. Beating up on that Arizona Cardinals line like there were a bunch of rag muffins. It was bad. And more importantly, the Rams got back into what they typically do. Get a lead and let the hounds go at them. No Jalen Ramsey guarding D-Hop or A.J. Green. And that defensive backfield showed up. They showed up and showed out. And that was a really, really good win against a really, really good team who the Arizona Cardinals have lost all their games at home against Carolina Panthers with Cam Newton coming back. Against the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night with three of their wide receivers gone. And now against the Los Angeles Rams on Monday Night Football where they have their star corner and their starting tight end out. Kyler Murray didn't look that great. Threw a horrible, horrible pick in the red zone. Threw another pick where it was just a great play on number 54. He made a great play. Now the receivers, they did well. You know, A.J. Green turned the hands back of time. Seven catches, a buck oh two. DeAndre Hopkins had a horrible drop on fourth down in the red zone. That's the first drop in quite some time for him. 
And overall, that defense, they played okay, but the Los Angeles Rams did what they wanted to do, however they wanted to do, whenever they wanted to do it. The play that Matthew Stafford hit Van Jefferson on, that 52-yard touchdown, Oh, he got that play from Andy Reid because that's the same play Andy Reid used with Michael Vick and and Deshaun Jackson on Monday Night Football in the Redskins Massacre. But the the Rams, I have them in the Super Bowl, haven't given up on them yet, and we'll see if they can continue this and hopefully, hopefully win the division because now there's a a 3-4 team race right now for the number one seed. It's the Arizona Cardinals. It's the Green Bay Packers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys, and now the Rams lurking somewhere. So it's going to be fun to watch and see what happens in the next couple of weeks. A couple of games that I want to talk about. First, Bills at Bucks. It was a good game. Down 24-3, the Bills storm back. They go into overtime. Tom Brady gets a 52-yard touchdown to seal the game. In overtime, and the Bucks win 33-27. Because Tom Brady and Tampa Bay Buccaneers got a bogus call. A bogus call. First of all, in the fourth quarter, when the Bills were mounting their comeback, in the red zone, with less than a minute to go, Stephon Diggs gets past interference against a corner, and the refs didn't call it. It's atrocious. It's disgusting. And then in overtime, to set up the 52-yard touchdown, the Bucks got a pass interference that put them on the on the half on the 50-yard line. And if you watch the play, Mike Evans literally brings the receiver close to him, and they throw the flag, which is asinine. So the Bucks should have lost this game, but they didn't. The Bills are reeling right now, even though they should have won. They're 7-6. and six. The Patriots have the inside track to the AFC East because they already beat them. And we'll see what happens with them. But the Bucs, to me, are not that good. I don't care what nobody says. To me, they don't look like a Super Bowl team. Tom Brady doesn't look great. They want to give him the MVP, and I'm like, for what? For what? Just because he's old and he's playing okay? Like, come on. Leonard Fournette has been playing out of his mind. And I just feel like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not as good as people think they are. But that's just me. Maybe I'm being a hater. I don't care. Next game, Cowboys-Washington football team. Dallas heads into D.C., and they beat down on the Washington football team. Now, the game was 27-20, but it really shouldn't have been that close because the Washington football team couldn't score until late in the third quarter. They were down 24-0, and the Watson football team just wasn't good. Yes, the Watson football team did catch a pick six, did score a touchdown late to make it look respectable, but Michael Parsons was the best player on that field. That man wrecked the game. Two sacks. A forced fumble, which led to a touchdown. He was the best player on either side of the ball. Dak Prescott had his worst game since since he didn't have Amari initially, and they had to go trade for Amari. Dak Prescott looked pitiful. 
Dak Prescott looked like a man that since that calf injury has been a shell of himself. He has not looked right at all. The Washington football team, a team that can only win one way. They can only win by running the football, keeping it close, and hoping their defense makes a play here and there, just like last year. The only difference is Taylor Heineke has y'all fooled that he can really ball. Now, I'm not going to disrespect Taylor Heineke. That man is a scrapper. He a fighter. He's not going to just lay down. But to think that he can really go gun for gun for, with you? No. No. Last week, he should have had a pick six. Yes, they beat Atlanta early in the year. Yes, they beat the Giants. Also, they've beaten, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders. To me, that's their most impressive win outside of the Tampa Bay game, which I think that's the best game that he's played ever in his career. But Taylor Heineke, he's he's just a good, solid pro. He ain't going to wow you, you know. He just gets the job done. And this game, he didn't get the job done. Less than 50% of his balls uh, were were caught, had a pick, should have more. But the Washington football team, I told you all before the season started, I didn't really think they were going to make the playoffs. And we'll see how they respond moving forward. Now, the last game I do want to talk about is the Ravens. Man, Lamar Jackson, he's played bad. And now he's hurt. And we don't know what's going to happen. Now the Browns ended up winning. And Baker Mayfield looked pedestrian, in my opinion. Miles Garrett, who I have as a defensive player of the year, dominated. But we don't talk about it because he's not on national TV every single every single week. But the man is just a wrecking. He's wrecking the league. He literally is wrecking the league. And I'm glad everyone now gets to see, you know, what he's doing to everybody in his path. Um, he had a sack. He also had a forced fumble. Um and he's just been dominant all around. Um, we'll see what the Bears, we'll see what the Ravens do because there's so many injuries, so many injuries. And Huntley came in and almost won them the game. But, you know, we'll see what happens. My MVP um, was Lamar or Stafford and Lamar now is getting hurt, and it's just it's just sad to see. I just hope he gets that contract extension that he was looking for. I actually will give you one more game. Here comes the Chiefs, y'all, and they are not playing, y'all. Here comes the Chiefs, and they're not playing. They're going to beat the brakes off of anybody. You saw what they did to the Las Vegas Raiders. Beat them so bad. They beat the brakes off of them after the Las Vegas Raiders stepped on their field on their half uh on on their logo trying to have a team meeting. Yeah, they should have told y'all that 10 minutes later into the game, y'all be down by 30. Y'all were horrible. Y'all trash. Derek Carr, this car has been shut down. It has been in an accident. It is over. Your season is done. You just get ready for next season. Get ready for a new head coach, too. Patrick Mahomes. Was just okay. They ran the football. Their receivers did okay. Wasn't all that, you know, 
great. But then when you look at the score, 48 to 9, you know why? Because that defense was hellacious. That defense was hellacious. The second best tackle in football is Chris Jones. And now he got a sidekick with him, which is Evan Melvin Ingram. And on top of that, you got guys that are playing well, like Okafor, and then the Honey Badger himself, Tyron Matthew. That brother is everywhere, and he's catching picks and trying to take it to the crib. So the Kansas City Chiefs are nothing to play with, y'all. Y'all just better be ready for this, this avalanche because if the Super Bowl goes through Arrowhead, We'll be back in the Super Bowl, and we'll be seeing KC, and we'll see if Patrick Mahomes can get two out of three. Can we talk about my Jets for one quick segment? They're horrible. They're trash. They lost to a quarterback that can't throw. That cannot throw. Taysom Hill out of BYU has his hand messed up. His finger is messed up where he can't really grip the top of his finger, his throwing finger, and they still lost. They still lost. The man threw 21 times, completed 15 passes, didn't throw any touchdowns, didn't throw any picks, got sacked three times. But guess what? The Jets couldn't stop the run. Taysom Hill was able to run the ball, 73 yards, two touchdowns. Alvin Kamara, was running the rock 27 times, a buck 20. Our defense can't stop nobody. Nobody. They can't stop a parked car. They can't stop a yield sign. They can't stop a stop sign. They can't stop anything. Lord have mercy. We are the worst defense in football. Robert Salah, you got to fix this. You got to fix this. Now, the Giants are terrible. But the Jets should not be this bad, especially defensively. Yes, we've lost players. Y'all don't want to, you know, poo-poo that. We lost Marcus May. We've lost Carl Lawson. We've lost player after player. And I believe we're the team that has the most of our salary cap towards IR, meaning a bunch of players on our team that are good players are on the IR list because we've been getting injured. But that's no excuse. The gameplay should have been simple. We stopped Alvin Kamara. No, you didn't stop him. So you got the Dolphins. You got the Dolphins. You got the Jaguars. Y'all better start winning some games. There's four games left. It's just so bad. It's so pitiful. They shouldn't be on CBS. They shouldn't be on ESPN, ESPN2, Fox. They should be on Facebook or Tape Delay. That's how bad they are. So, let's talk about the NBA, shall we? Ben Simmons, the big elephant in the room. According to The Athletic, there are several teams that are interested in his services. You have the Knicks, the Lakers, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Timberwolves the Portland Trailblazers, Sacramento Kings, the Indiana Pacers, and there's probably other teams that are lurking. All I got to say is, one, who the Lakers going to trade? Lakers ain't trading nobody. So let's just scratch them off the list because they ain't got no assets to give. Unless you're going to say, uh, you know, THT, but I don't care if it's THT, TNT, ABC, TBS. He ain't, he ain't Ben Simmons. So, no. Let's start looking at the teams. The Knicks... They ain't got no assets, really. The Cavaliers, 
I don't think they're going to give up much. The Timberwolves, are you going to give up one of your guards? Like, eh, you're not. Portland, eh. The, the Sacramento Kings, now they got D Fox. I wouldn't mind doing that trade if I'm the 76ers because I can get D Fox. Maybe I can add in somebody else. Um, and then the last team, which I think is a great trading spot, is the Indiana Pacers. They got a lot of guys that are on the trading block. They 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 wholesale changing. Period. They came out and said that they're looking to trade a bunch of their players. So I think a good team to trade with is the Indiana Pacers. And let's just call it what it is. You you got a situation where you got a bunch of guys that I think make a lot of sense for them. If I'm the if I'm the 76ers, can we do a trade where I get Malcolm Brogdon? With, you know, Kravis Levert, Miles Turner, you know, Sabonis, a package with two of those guys, preferably a big and a guard, but but I need Bro- Malcolm Brogdon. But another team that I would really be interested in, if I'm the 76ers, hopefully they will be able to budge because he's came out and said he's really not committal is the Washington Wizards with Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is not looking to sign an extension just yet. Bradley Beal surveying the canvas of the NBA. And more importantly, he has not had a great year. He's low in his points per game, his efficiency, his three-point shot. Everything has gone down. I think a lot of that has to do because the team that is surrounding him, he got some guys that can play, you know, Dinwiddie, Kuzma, Montrez Harold. So obviously your numbers are going to go down. But I think the Wizards may possibly be, you know, willing to listen to offers for Bradley Bill, especially with a guy like Ben Simmons, when you know he's going to be there for the next four years. So the Wizards is somebody to look out for. But overall, Ben Simmons needs to start playing. And I don't want to disrespect his um his agent, Rich Paul, saying that his mental health has been compromised. But let's just call this what it is. Ben Simmons trying to get up on out of Philadelphia. And he reportedly has said that he he would play for any team. Well, there's a bunch of teams that want your services, Ben. Hopefully you get on the court and remind us of what we thought you could be after your rookie season. Now, let's talk about the Lakers. Still trending with the NBA. So reports came out last week that the Lakers might be looking for a change at the head coaching spot. Frank Vogel, who's the head coach currently for the Lakers, if they don't turn things around, because currently they're like 15 and 13. They've lost a bunch of leads. They've lost a bunch of games to teams that we thought were not good enough to beat the Lakers. So all I want to say is this. To me, Anthony Davis has to show up. And I think the reason why the media has given a pass to AD is because of the mindset that we have when we're thinking about basketball. And what I mean by that is we always give the guys with the ball in their hands at all times more responsibility than the big man. Anthony Davis has to get the ball 
you know, put given to him in spots as opposed to a guard having to choose to either give the ball to, uh, to the big or give it to the wing, so on and so forth. But Anthony Davis has gotten the pass and should not be getting. He is the guy that's supposed to be the best player on his team right now. Say what you want. LeBron James is top five player. Anthony Davis should be a top two player given his talent. Period. Anthony Davis is in the prime of his career. He's 28 years old. He just won a championship. On top of that, he wanted this. You wanted this smoke? Well, you're getting this barbecue. Because you're supposed to be the best player on your team. You're supposed to be one of the best players in the world. And to me, you're not a top 10 player. The last time I saw Anthony Davis play like Anthony Davis, it was in two places, in New Orleans, and, and after that, it was in Disney. That was it. That's why they give you that nickname, A. Disney, because you only play well in the bubble. Eddie Davis, and, and people want to say, well, look at his stats. Yeah, he's averaging 24 points, you know, 50% from the field, 10 rebounds. But guess what? Look at the numbers deeply when he plays against top-tier teams and where he plays against bottom feeders. Yeah, when you're playing against teams that are not that good, you're giving 30, you do 40, and you're dominating the game. But when, when teams need you, like against the Phoenix Suns, like against the Milwaukee Bucks, you don't shine, brother. And that's a fact. I ain't making this up. So Anthony Davis, to me, the pressure is on him to write this ship with the Lakers because you're their best defender unequivocally. I don't care what anybody says. And to me, you should be the best offensive player as well. LeBron James looks tired. He needs you to carry the load moving forward and change this season around because, Lord have mercy, I don't know if y'all going to make the playoffs the way y'all been playing. Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. If you ever want to get on the show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my Instagram, prove me wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments. To hear what they be talking about, best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about, best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. Walking out, walking out.